Hey guys, it's time for Nina's Got Good News. Nina's a former TV news gal who used to share all the news. Now, as a mom and small businesswoman, she wants to share only the good stuff. It's time to brighten your day. So here's your host, Nina B. Clark. Hi everyone, this is Nina Clark, your host of Nina's Got Good News. Thank you all so much for showing up and listening to this movement. I truly believe that staying positive and finding some good news right now is more important than ever before. That's always been the mission of this podcast since we launched it back in 2018. So welcome to podcast number 75. Today we are going to take a deep dive into mental health. This episode is a long time coming. I've been thinking about this for the last few months. We're going to get some real advice from an incredible expert in this field who is ready to help all of us navigate these difficult times that we are facing. Because let's be honest, the world seems heavy in this moment in time. So the goal of today's episode is to be helpful for everyone, no matter what age you are. Psychologist Annie Zimmerly Haskell's specialty is working with children and parents. She's also my friend and our sons go to school together here in Connecticut. She's ready today to help all of us. So welcome to the podcast. Annie, how are you? I'm great. Thanks, Nina. How are you doing, first and foremost? How are you doing and how's your family doing? We're doing well. You know, we actually have been quarantining outside of Connecticut in a pretty rural area up in Vermont. And uh, although we miss our friends and our normal life, it's, um, we've just tried to make the best of it and enjoy the time we have together as a family. I think we're really lucky to have some extended family here and it makes a lot of difference to be able to see a few other people. Yeah, that is so nice. That does make such a big difference. Um, so Annie, let's get right to it because we have so much to get to today. And I just love how helpful you always are to me and to our community. So I really appreciate that. So do, you, do we even really know the extent that these challenging times are having on the mental health of all of us? I mean, do we have any idea how big of an impact this is all having on our mental health? Unfortunately, this is one big social experiment right now, and, um, and we don't really know the long-term effects. I think there's a lot of areas of concern. Um, you know, first and foremost, we are, human beings are social. We live in communities, and we survive best in communities. Um, all the longitudinal studies that show why, you know, the people that are the happiest and live the longest are people who live in, in communities, and so that it does really matter. Um, you know, so short-term um, hunkering down with our families, uh, there were a lot of pluses to it also. But now that we've been in it over, you know, three months and counting, I think that some of the issues that are coming to play are the lack of social interactions for all of us, but especially our kids. Yeah, I know. I worry about our kids so much. So what are you hearing from your patients right now? I know you're super busy with all your clients and helping so many people. But what, do you, what are the parents and children that you're talking to, what are they experiencing right now? Well, I think it really varies. Um, I think where I see some vulnerabilities, um, the people who are sort of more at risk are those who are a little more socially um, you know, challenged or maybe a little more withdrawn or a little less willing to put themselves out there. Um, those kids or, you know, kids with anxiety are having a harder time because there's not as many natural opportunities for interaction that might happen, you know, in the classroom or in the halls of school. And those kids who have a harder time reaching out to others aren't doing it. And, um, 
and they're and they get kind of burned out of all the screen time. I'm, you mm-hmm. know, I actually had a kid who had begged her parents to let her be homeschooled. Actually, said to me two months in, Doctor Annie, this is not fun. And so it, it's hard. So what I'm seeing is that you know, kids who were had some depression and anxiety, um, some some of them, not all of them, but are are having more challenges, mm-hmm. having a harder time focusing. Um, I think the the Zoom school was really not ideal. We don't really know how to do it yet. Um, and so we have to figure some some of those things out. So it's a combination of how do you educate um, kids, especially younger kids, and keep them focused and interested um, because without social interaction, it is a lot less interesting. And then the challenge of keeping um, both adults and kids who are a little less apt to be socializing, how to bring that into their lives right now. Yeah, we've had some of those very similar struggles here in our own house. So that's, I really um, appreciate that, what you're saying there. So Annie, how do you suggest, you know, you're a mom, we talk about these things a lot, all the moms out there. How do you suggest that we talk to our kids about all of this, all of these challenging times? You know, we have so much going on in our country between the pandemic, the economic distress that we are in and could be facing and currently facing. Then we have the nationwide civil unrest. You know, there's protests happening across the country over racial inequality. Like, where do we even begin when we're trying to talk to our kids about all this stuff that's going on in our country? Well, all those topics are slightly different. Um, I think to begin with, um, it really is important to be listening and to be hearing what our kids have to say. Um, Validating feelings is as simple as, you know, I'm sorry you feel sad about this, you know, and just literally repeating what emotion you're observing in your kid. You know, observing, say, I'm noticing that you aren't really interested in Um, playing that game anymore. You know, those kinds of things can open up conversations for kids. Um, And then, you know, as a parent, just we want to fix our kids' problems, but if we can just accept this moment for what it is and hear what they um, are finding painful, but also allowing for them to think about what might be positive too. Um, So if, if, you know, as human beings, we actually are a bit negative and tend to focus on sort of the glass half empty. So I think it's important to take the time and um, ask our kids to think about what happened, what happened today that went well. You know, every, every day there should be conversations about what went well. Um, You can validate and listen and also say, what do you think went well today? So I think it's really important to point out the positives, even if they're little ones. Do you, Annie, what do you tell your clients? Like, what do you tell parents and kids? Do you think it's, a, it's okay for them to watch the news? I mean, because, you know, there's a lot um, when they're watching TV and there's a lot going on there. Um, that's, you know, there's some disturbing images, but there's also, you know, peaceful protests, but then there's I don't think I don't think the news is good for anybody. Okay. I really don't. I think um, for younger kids, every time you know, you know how the news cycle just repeats the same images over and over. And for younger kids, they tend to think that it's happening over and over again. Um, so that makes it not as not not a good idea for the kids. Plus, the news is going to be focused on. Um, all the negative, right? So, you know, kids and teens, they 
at different developmental ages need to understand it. And that's really important is that you think about where your kid is at. Um, And so for the older kids and the teenagers, it is appropriate to bring up some of these, you know, to, to talk about what's going on in the news and why people are protesting and what is the historical precedent for all this. Um, There's a lot of great tools out there that we can pick and choose different video clips or, um, you know, different films. Uh, Common Sense Media is a really wonderful organization with tons of resources for all this stuff. There's also a couple of other um, child-based mental health um, child mind comes to mind that also, that also have great resources. So I think it's about um, investigating some resources if you want to share something with your kids. But the news, I would stay away from that. Okay. No, that's good to know because um, I think a lot of people ask that question. So that's really helpful. So Annie, I read this article recently um, all about this concept. It was focusing on mental health and it said that all this chaos might be causing something called crisis fatigue. Okay. You know, we get overwhelmed. We're overwhelmed by this constant pressure of these challenging times. Um, So explain this concept of crisis fatigue. What do you think it is exactly? Well, I think that when we first, um, when the first, when the pandemic first became an issue, people had the energy and and honestly, it was new and different. So I think there was a big honeymoon for that, you know, people were so used to being away from home and all of a sudden they were home and moms and dads who worked outside the home were now working at home. And there was something exciting and nice about that, about being home. But once, you know, once the new, the novelty wore off, then we're all dealing with the losses and there's been a lot of losses, you know, um, some of them are really big loss. you know, there's different categories of loss, of course, but it doesn't matter what category it's in, it's, you know, depending how it impacts each person, everyone's entitled to their feelings about it. But, you know, there's the big losses from economic and illness and, and, you know, potentially, you know, death. And then the the little ones like loss of the little league season or loss of graduation or, you know, just being able to have a sleepover, you know, all those little things um, that all, all have to be acknowledged. But in terms of the burnout, you know, no one wants to do anything long-term. Short-term is one thing, but long-term for many months is another. And the question really is, are people going to see, because it's kind of an, invi- well, if we're talking about the pandemic, it, it's a bit invisible. If it hasn't hit you directly, you don't see it. Your kids don't see it um, unless you've directly experienced it in your family or, or close friends. And so, you know, getting people back on board with this invisible illness, because illness is invisible if, you, if you're not sick with it, is tough. And I'm not really sure. And, and there's so many different viewpoints on this. And, you know, you can, you can Google and find a zillion articles on everything. So I understand that this is hard. And plus, we get back to the first thing I was talking about in terms of people need socialization. They just need it in order to be mentally healthy. Oh, you were asking me earlier also about um, what, what's happened in, what do we know about mental health? I know that, you know, unfortunately the suicide rate is up, rates of anxiety and depression are up, rates of domestic violence are up, like not good stuff, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I know. And I'm also, you know, unfortunately seeing and hearing about more divorces too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what it is, is that wherever there are vulnerabilities, mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. and where people might have been getting some respite by working outside the home or whatever, mm -hmm. they're not anymore. And so all those vulnerabilities are coming out. Mm -hmm. I know it's, it's really, really tough. So let's get into some, um, some of your really good advice, Annie, because this is where I just look to you always for some of your helpful tips for all of us. So give us some practical ways that we can all be working on our overall mental health. Um, should we be meditating? Should we be medicating? Um, I mean, we all need you, Annie. So tell us, tell us what to do right now to, to make our days a little better. I mean, I think none of the things that I, all, let me phrase it a different way. All of the things I'm, I'm going to recommend are, are not new to anybody, um, but they're all based in really good research that shows it makes a difference. Not just sort of, oh, I do feel better, but like really good research that supports the idea of like the basic stuff, get your heart rate up and move your body. Really important. Um, get out in nature. It's, we're so lucky right now. The weather's beautiful in our neck of the woods. And um, get outside in nature with trees. You know, it's really important to, to do that once a day, uh, if not more, if you have the time. Um, and then in terms of stopping and pausing, like this is our, we, one of the things we can all be grateful for is that we are not running around and, and schlepping our kids to a zillion activities after school. And I understand that work and educating our kids takes up a lot of time, but we do have more time than we used to um, for things like um, playing a game or doing something that just is, is more one-on-one -on -one and small, you know, in, in, in the, in, inside of our families. But the other piece is that, um, finding time to just sit and be still and either reflect on the things you're grateful for, the things you're happy about, um, to just to take 10 to 15 minutes to yourself. I always say to every parent, you have to find at least 15 minutes to be by yourself. Um, figure it out. You got to tag team with your partner um, or with a friend if need be, but everybody needs to be taking care of themselves. You know, back to that old adage of you got to put your oxygen mask on first before you can help others. The parents I know that are having the hardest times are the ones that are not prioritizing that. Um, and you know, if you're a meditator, definitely meditate. There's tons of research that shows it helps, but sometimes meditating is something as quiet as just taking a walk and not listening to something at the same time and just letting your mind kind of go blank. It doesn't have to be a formal practice. Although there's plenty of really great apps out there that'll teach people how to do it. But just take time to, to slow down because that is really the benefit of this pandemic is that we, ha we have more time than we used to. Right. So self-care is probably more important than ever, like you said, with the, the, the oxygen mask. So self-care, I love how you always talk about mindfulness and meditation, but if people are new to that concept, like where do you even begin? Is it just five minutes of being quiet? Is that, is that okay? It can be, it can be 100%. Okay. I mean, mindfulness is a broader practice. Mm -hmm. Meditation is one way to practice it, right? Um, it's a really great way to practice it because it really is, it's like, you know, um, running for your brain. It's like a workout, you know, but, um, but mindfulness as a practice is about, you know, pausing mm -hmm. and taking the time to listen to someone talk. Um, you know, not immediately hooking up to your Netflix once your kids have gone to bed, you know, find somewhere just to sit quietly and be 
um, or taking a walk without listening to something on your headphones or whatever. It's mindfulness is about noticing what's going on around you in this moment. Um, so being its present awareness, just what's going on right now, not worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow, not fretting about, you know, things you didn't do yesterday. It's just being in the moment. Um, but the other piece of it that's really important is the non-judgmental awareness and not, um, not passing judgment on either yourself or others, which is hard to do. So really when I'm talking to people about this, I just say, be aware. Be aware of when that sneaks into your head and you realize that you are, you know, you know your thought may be a little judgmental or you, it's, you know, you're thinking about something through your own lens, your own perspective. Um, and just being aware of that and trying to see something from someone else's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really what mindfulness is. And how do we know, Annie, when either we need professional help or our kids do? How do you know that? Well, when whatever is going on is getting in the way of your daily life. So for example, you know, you may have a kid, you know, a kid who runs anxious and you know, they run a little anxious, but it's okay. You can talk them down and, and, you know, once they're calm, they can listen to reason and it doesn't really get, you know, they may hesitate to go on the sleepover, but they go, um, you know, see, we all know that about, um, you know, the, the people around us, but it's when, that kind of a worry gets in the way of doing the things that are helpful and normal for whatever the age group is, you know, that's when I would say you might want to consider just getting some advice, checking it. Many, many um, therapists will do a consult over the phone to see if something is needed. Um, pediatricians are great resources too, but it really has to do with the amount, right? Think of it as a continuum and how much does this particular problem get in the way of our healthy, developmental, normal, typical behaviors. Okay. No, that's that's good advice. Yep. It's really all relative, um, and you have to think of it that way. Okay. Um, Now, Annie, if one of your kids starts to get upset or has a breakdown about the current state of things, what's the best way to sort of help them get back on track? Is it just like I know earlier you talked about listening, but is it just doing the listening and trying to connect with them and being quiet with them? Or what's the best way to try to redirect them if they're having a, a well, it depends on, it always depends on the age of your kid. But in general, if I, I you know, I, I go, I refer to Dan Siegel's term flipping your lid. It's one of my favorites. I feel like it's very non-judgmental and I like it. Just the idea of if, so if you have a kid, one of your kids has become emotionally unglued and is upset, crying, yelling, whatever, your number one job is to help them become emotionally calm again. Number one, they're not going to hear anything you say until any advice, recommendations, thoughts, nothing until they're calm. So as a parent, um, <clears throat> taking the time to just sit there and be present, making your child feel seen. Um, and that can be hard because sometimes it might be a behavior you don't like. Um, you may need to take a break and help them take a break. But taking a break isn't about punishment. It's about like getting it together and calming down because it's not until that emotional wave has passed. And P.S. it will pass. All emotions are like roller coasters. They go up and they go down. And that's what parents need to remember. That's what kids need to remember. So once the wave has passed, then you can sit and have a conversation. Um, And, you know, it doesn't have to be a long conversation, but just sort of reflect on what happened. But 
in no way are you um, creating a situation where the behavior is going to continue. Like, let's say it's a bad behavior, like, you know, you know, siblings fighting or something, um, just by sitting and listening, you know. And I think sometimes parents think by paying any attention to it, it'll continue. But you want to help the emotional moment pass. And sometimes kids just need to take a break. And then the other piece of it is, um, is to, to talk and, and listen to what your kids have to say. Mm-hmm. And also they can listen to you too and what you have to say. Yeah, that's so good. And do you think if you do have kids for any of our listeners, is it good each day to take a few minutes to connect with each of them during this time? Is that yeah. something you recommend? That, that's, a great, um, that's a great thing to bring up because I, I often recommend that, especially when I hear that there are kids, siblings that are fighting a lot. Um, find 15 minutes for you to spend one-on-one with each kid. Mm-hmm. It's so important. And I think we can all find it. Um, the kids will love it, especially if you say, okay, you, you know, from 12 to 12, 15 is your time. I have 15 minutes. You pick what you do. And that's actually another piece that's really important. Let it be child led. You know, if you can give half an hour to each of your kids every day, even better, but it doesn't have to be much longer than that, but just let it be kid led and just be there. Mm-hmm. And I think it can make a really big difference because if kids feel like they have a little bit of one-to-one time with a parent, it really can help them just feel heard and seen. Yeah, that's so important. So Annie, one piece of great advice that I heard from you recently was to try to live in the present and not get ahead of ourselves because what I think is happening right now is that we're all, and kids, parents, everyone's talking about summer and then people are speculating about the fall and what's going to happen with school in the fall are we going back are we going back to e-learning are we going to be back at school so one piece of advice that i loved that you have shared with all of us is to just live in the present because we don't really know what's going to happen in the fall right so can you explain that idea of yours a little bit um and yeah when we have these moments where we don't know what's going to happen it doesn't make any sense to make plans or make assumptions or anything like that. And also if you get too far ahead of yourself, you're going to start worrying about something you have no control over. So it doesn't make sense, but you know, what's happening this week, focus on what's happening this week and how can you make things good this week? You know? So when kids get overwhelmed and say, I can't not see my friend for another two months, the answer can be, let's just think about this week. What can we do this week? And, and that, you know, by focusing on the present, it doesn't mean you're not making plans for today and tomorrow because structure and routine is really helpful in terms of um, kids feeling safe and, you know, confident and and that their lives are predictable. Those are really important things. Um, So having a routine, that's what makes every life feel normal. And so we want to make life as normal as possible for our kids within the boundaries of what is risky and what is not risky. But it also takes us off the hook. We don't have to know what's happening next month. So don't worry about it. I mean, isn't it nice not to have to think about that for once? Yeah, it is. It's, it's not really in our control. I know. Yeah. I know. We're all going to listen to Dr. Annie and only <laughs> not worry about that. So Annie, since we love to hear some good news on this podcast, tell us that we're going to get through this. How is the good news, Annie? We are definitely going to get through this. We have so many resources. Can you imagine if all this had happened before, you know, the day and age of any of these video games or 
um, Netflix or podcasts or cell phones. I mean, we have so many ways to keep in touch. So do it. Set, set up those things. I know a lot of people who are in touch with old friends more than they've ever been before. So that's really important. And it's really important to remember this is temporary. You know, all the really, really smart, smartest people around the world are working on both cures and vaccines. It's going to happen. It may mean that this coming year is going to be different, but our generation will have lived through something monumental. And, and eventually we're going to be on the other side of it. So just, I think it's really important to focus on what makes you happy right now and just don't think about the things that you're missing. You can mourn them and you can grieve them, but focus on the things that make you happy right now. Oh, that's such great news, Annie. Really good, good information. So Annie, if people want more information or more resources, where should we send them? Uh, there's a lot of websites I like a lot in terms of, I mentioned both of them earlier today, Common Sense Media and ChildMind.org. Um, there, there's more, but I would say those are two of my favorites. Um, and I'm, I'm, there's an exhaustive list out there, so many resources. So, um, but you can start there and sometimes those will lead to other ones. Um, there's lots and lots of ideas of things to do with kids and different things to watch and learn and more than there ever were before. So take the time to look those up if you need it. Okay, great. Those are great resources. And I'll put those two websites that Annie mentioned in the show notes. So everyone can read more from Annie's. Such good advice, Annie. We really appreciate it so much. Thank you again so much. My That's pleasure. Clinical, clinical psychologist, Annie Zimmerly Haskell, my friend. You are amazing. Thank you so much for helping all of us right now in this moment in time. We really need you. So we're so grateful for you, Annie. Thanks again. My pleasure. Be well, Nina. Today's episode is proudly brought to you by Balanced Bites. These freshly prepared meals are delivered right to your home. We love how easy and delicious these healthy meals are for our entire family. Right now, you can use my special promo code, Good news for $15 off your order from balancebites.com. That's balancebites.com. Use the promo code good news for $15 off. Eating healthy has never been this easy, and that is good news approved. Thank you for listening to my mom's podcast. Remember, you can find Nina's Got Good News on iTunes and Spotify, also on Google Play, Stitcher, and Outcast. And now we are also on Pandora. Please be sure to subscribe. Also rate and review all her podcasts too. And be sure to share it with a friend. The mission of this podcast is to get better together as a community in the audio space. Please follow my mom on Instagram. Her handle is Nina B. Clark. Don't forget, Clark has an E at the end of it. For now, I'm Blaine Clark. Thank you again for listening, and let's just keep being awesome. XOXO.